you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Going to the hurry-up offense. Matthews got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Throwing. It is caught. Inside the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Down to five seconds left in the half. He's going to throw a high, deep Hail Mary pass into the end zone. And it is Bob. Oh, yeah. And caught. A.J. Green makes the catch on the ricochet Hail Mary. Back to throw is Keenan, throws it over the middle, it's deflected, and intercepted by Landon Collins. He races to the 40, cuts back left, now reversing to the near side. Collins, hit from behind, runs out of a tackle at the 30, 25-20, he's to the 15, weaving his way to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! Hi and hello football fans and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by McDonald's all day breakfast. Go get you some of that, especially on such a celebratory occasion mm. as this, our 500th show, the 500th Dave Damashek football program. What a thing. I don't think I've ever done anything 500 times right. in my life. You know, People said you couldn't do it. No, indeed. Including you. Yeah. Yeah. You thought I'd I was be fired like 320-ish shows. Right. Anyway, there you hear the voice of handsome Hank. Ike Taylor here. We'll say proper hellos in a minute. Let's jump into it here. What is the most fun team to watch in the AFC and NFC? And let's put it this way. Let's put a a finer point on that. You can only watch one AFC team's games and and NFC team's games the rest of the way to the exclusion of all others. Which teams are you watching, Ike Taylor? From the AFC? Yeah. I'm going to go on rock with the Raiders. The Raiders, the one team. Yeah, very interesting. Fun team to watch, Derek Carr. I think that defense is going to gel. Handsome Hank, what AFC team would you most want to watch? I think, I know I've, it's kind of happened to me. I would watch the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. I really enjoy watching them. Oh, I, yeah. I love Phil Rivers. I've talked about my love That's for Phil Rivers pick, before. Handsome. But but they're just fun to watch. They And they get there in shootouts every week. Close it's, games. It's so true. And very quietly, perhaps yep. in the la- over the last three weeks or so, the best team in the AFC, mm-hmm. this side of the New England Patriots, NFC side, handsome man. 
does because t- actually the two teams that played, I think the Chargers and the Falcons might be my NFC team, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's the correct answer in the NFC. Ike, I'll say you. Man, I like the Cowboys and Dak and what they're doing, but yeah. I'll go with the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, they're going to rise They're on up. the list. This is the game they play every year where they suck us in like, oh, they're really in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. They're going to do it and by uh, week uh, 14. We'll be saying like, oh, can anybody go yeah, into exactly. the clink and beat that team? That's, by the way, what that 6-6 tie gives them. The Cardinals, that hurts them way more. Yes. It basically gives the Seahawks the division yeah. unless they fall apart the rest of the Correct. way. Um, all right. Is it's the funny how, how none of the teams that you thought might be those teams at the start of the season. Are they like you, the Steelers, you might have thought would be one of those teams. The Packers, you might have thought would be one of those teams. They're really not like on that list. Well, well I yeah. need seven. Right now. In order for the Pittsburgh Steelers to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, I need Big Ben at the quarterback. Yep. Yeah, they could be awfully compelling in the second half of the season mm-hmm. if Ladarius Green and Cam Hayward and Bud Dupree and Artie Burns rounds into shape and right. Javon. There are a lot of But I do remember the last game he played – they lost to the Miami Dolphins, and then you went AWOL for a week. I became and I haven't, sick. I haven't seen you since. He yeah, got sick. He got sick it. on you. Like Lawrence Timmons, it. like Lawrence Timmons did on uh, your Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. home field, I did that in my front yard. <laughs> See, don't tell me pro athletes aren't role models. <laughs> but uh, Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew did jump into they this They did a seat. great job. They did a Thank gangbusters you. job Thank two episodes ago. Go dig that one up. Thank we you. talk a little Steelers. Let's, uh, let's jump into the AFC North collectively here. Is that, in fact, the worst division in the NFL, Handsome? No. No? What is? The AFC South is. I guess. I mean, I know you have the Colts, uh, you know, middling as usual. The Colts are middling. Titans Titans and the Jags stink. Right, and the Texans were revealed on Monday night a little bit Well, they've been revealed a few times. I guess. But, no, there is no Browns in that division. I think some of those teams are Brownsy. I know, but the Browns are the worst, and the Steelers lead at four and three. The Ravens are fraudulent. The Bengals are, you know, like it's it's close, but it's, it's not the worst. Here. Ike, it's, 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 I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay with the AFC with, uh, South. Yeah, AFC South all day, man. It's just if if you look at the records, if you look at the inconsistency. Right. Of course, in the AFC North, it's been a lot of inconsistency, um, but it's been a lot of guys hurt on certain teams. Uh, that's just how it is. I think the second half of the season. Big Ben and Pittsburgh Steelers going to find a way to get it done, but they got to be careful of the Baltimore Ravens because they still looking good in that division. You know you know how they give the Pittsburgh Steelers problems. Uh, redhead assassin Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they just going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I think Hugh Jackson leaving really hurts uh, their offense, especially on generating the scoring points. But the AFC South, man, it's a toss-up. I think as, as bad and as much as I talk about – Andrew Luck in that offense and him being a turnover machine, they're still in the hunt. Yeah. You know, they're still in the hunt. And if you want to go on the West Coast side, man, the AFC West too. Like, it's a it's a fight in that division. Oh, that it's, that's it's a dog fight. But it's a fight. It's a fight between good teams rather than a fight between bad teams. Still, but, but any given but, Sunday, yeah, like, regardless, just divisional-wise. Mm-hmm. There's no bum team. And I did say in advance of the season, 9-7 and seven would get it done, not as an insult, mm-hmm. rather, because they're so mm-hmm. closely packed together. Correct. Handsome, you're back from uh, from London now, if you didn't I notice. am, yeah. Yeah, Thank you're you, in yeah. Los Angeles yep. now. You were in London. <laughs> Maurice was in London. That's true. Any reflections? Uh, from your second trip this season? Uh, it was fun. So it was a different stadium for the first time they played a game instead of at Wembley Stadium, which is the home of the England soccer team. They right. played at Twickenham. 
Twickenham. Not Twickenham. So it's Twickenham, not Twickenham. It's Twickenham. Not Twickenham. So we've been saying it wrong all the time. Yeah, but it's cool. We correct. It's how we say strawberry. It's the same thing. Strawberry. They just like well, but so then if you like, I don't say. I say strawberry. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't even say. Either way, I don't even say y'all. I just say strawberry. So you can say Twickenham however you like. Twickenham. But it. So it's the England Rugby Stadium. It was the first time they played anything other than rugby professionally in that stadium in 107 years. Pretty cool. Neat. But it was loud. That was my biggest takeaway. With How many people does that stadium hold? About 77. I think for, for a football game, it was like 77. I saw some tweets that, to, that this yeah. is the loudest any London game has been. It, oh, it was loud like that? It was like? loud. Nice. You know what? And, and I've never seen before at a game in London where at the end of the game when the Rams were trying to go down the field and win – there was uh, false start penalties because the crowd was so loud. That wow. That was cool, you know, for the Giants, which weren't the home put, team. Put some respect on OBJ name. Man, he had a lot of soccer players come from – I took him down there. Come from different parts. Yep. Come see him play. I took, I like, took those guys down. He's an international – He's a big star. Yes, Wait a star. second. I, I ask you for London reflections and you don't lead with, like, oh, yeah, Odell and I were hanging around. Well, we weren't really hanging around, but I had to go take uh, to Ike's Point. There was a, a gentleman named David Alaba, uh-huh. plays for Bayern Munich. A guy yep. called Frank Ribery, yep. plays for France and Bayern Munich. And uh, Jerome Boateng, who plays for Germany and Bayern Munich. And then a bunch of other guys. I had to look after them for the day. They're all friends of Odell's. Now, we talk so about $100 million guys. Yeah, these guys are big guys. Yeah, and so we ain't talking about no, just no... Slouches. We talk about guys who the man on their team. Yeah, so we Crazy. went. We went, it was cool. We went into the. Uh, we, they all met with him before the game. Then after the game, went into the locker room and you know, all the media's hanging out. Odell's getting dressed, and I'm like, Odell, uh, Alaba and his boys are back. Case leaves the media. We walks in, walk into a, like a little room, and they all hang out. For Bro, they fly to come see him. Though. They flew to come see him. Mm. They played a game on Saturday. <laughs> and they flew. They flew uh, straight after the game. Partied in London it, all night long. And usually, arrived at the stadium. People like this in the NFL are quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't get this kind of international it play is. like OB. They does. they loved him. What I mean, you know, maybe that's a conversation for another time. But I mean, really, what I, I know he's awesome, and uh, you the know, soccer was his first love. Mm-hmm. But why is it? Why is he, he the guy who is consistently? I mean, he is. You, we can talk about Tom Brady, whoever else you want to talk about. Odell Beckham's the biggest star in the NFL. No question, because it goes Make, beyond what he does on the because field. Because why? Yeah. Because he made that one. But I mean, it, we're not for that one-handed catch. He doesn't have. Well, maybe yes. if he played in Tennessee and made that one-handed yeah. catch every week, he might not be the guy. He, he, he got the, ju- first of all, he's in the media cap of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, New York, and the guy just got the juice. It's just like one guy every blue moon comes around and just takes over the NFL and goes beyond the NFL. So you got a guy who's not only good on the field and very talented and very passionate, you got a guy who hangs out with rappers. So he was at Drake for the summer. you know. Then you got a guy who go over to London for the summer and they treat him like one of their own over there. People don't understand, man, like OBJ – is a good soccer player. If he practices soccer like right. how he does football, he'll probably be a great soccer player. By the way, man, if you put OBJ in a boxing ring, he'll outbox you. By the way, man, if you put OBJ in a in a baseball field, he'll be a legit you baseball really player. You really believe that? He could no, just I do noticed, it. like I noticed for a fact, like he's he's like how I talk about Big Ben. So if you put Big Ben on a basketball court, he's gonna shoot your eyes out. If you put Big Ben on the golf course, he gonna he gonna damn near gonna scratch you. 
if you put Big Ben on the ping pong table, he going to smoke you. If you put him on the shuffleboard table, man, he going to beat you every time. He going to get all the way to the edge, and you're going to be <laughs> hot because he going to bump your, bump your bubble off. Like, it's just some guys just have that natural yeah. God-given talent. OBJ is like a football player slash rock star. But let mm. me tell you something else about him. So we've been doing some stuff. Because he's an international. He truly no is question. international. Germany, everywhere. No question. The people in China, with an NFL offense in China, we've been doing some work with them. So they said, could you give some lines to read in Chinese to Odell? So that he can say, hi, I'm Odell Beckham, the fan, you know, welcome to China, fans, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We give him these lines. He's correcting the grammar. He studied Chinese in high school. He says, this isn't, this isn't I, right. This is not how you say my name in Chinese. The guy is like bro, out of this world athletic yeah. and out of this world smart. Yeah, like you take away his so-called annex and him being a crybaby and all he does too much on the football field. You take the dude off the football field. You're going to make a boatload of money. You leave him on the football field, he's going to make plays, and he's going to make a boatload of money. By the end of the day, <laughs> end of the day, he will probably be, one other than a quarterback, one of the highest-paid athletes on and off the field during the duration of his career. I yeah. promise you that. And in, and in a very small way, too, just to put a bow on, <laughs> to put a bow on it. These people, so, so the knock on him is that he cares too much. That's uh, I'll take that. I'll, yeah, take, I'll, take, that, I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. All my guys on, on <laughs> my roster can care too yeah. much, and I'll I'll uh, I'll worry about that. Now, one more thing before we uh, get into the show proper here. You know, the Patriots and Steelers played. I like harmony. I'm a man of peace. But every once in a while, people on social media, you know, they 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 want to they want to poke at Stir me. Here. I thought it was weird that uh, this guy uh, that that I got a tweet from a guy who told me that he he was tired of my smug face. He told me this because he's a Patriots fan. Look at this guy's face. This guy is telling me that I have a smug face. Mm. <laughs> I just wanted to show you guys that. Yeah, he's a, yeah. All right. Well, well, you got to go on, uh, go on NFL.com maybe, maybe slash DDFP and look that one up if uh, you're listening to us right now. Maybe he lives in one of those houses with no mirrors. Or go on Twitter. Or go you, on Twitter. Wrong, I yes. tweeted it out on Sunday. <laughs> that guy thinks I look smug. I enjoy that. All right. Start the show. Wow. Holy hell. What is uh, this? Hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football. Available on 
Oh, excuse me. Let it, let it play. Let it play, man. Just let that thing ride, man. 500 is a lot, man. 500, 500. Dave. I know. Quite a thing. Quite a thing. What a what a thing. Thanks to Dick Banks, the one-man house fan, Emma VP, Bartlett behind the glass. That's Goddard, a lot. And the whole gang. What a nice that's thing. A, that's man. a good accomplishment, man. Congratulations. Let's get 500 more. Yeah, the yeah. great, uh, the great and, uh, Matt, uh, and uh, departing Matt Gothard. We're sad that he's uh, he's leaving us sometimes uh, very soon. He's moving here. up in the world. Yeah, I know. We're happy, though. He's going over to no join our pal uh, Simmons at uh, the Ringer. So good no for question. him. But uh, thanks to everybody for that. That's that awesome. quite a thing. That's 500 really cool. shows. Uh, like you say, handsome. They said we couldn't do it. Yeah, but we've done. No it. one outside this room believed in us. No, indeed. No, indeed. And uh, yeah, let's start it off with uh, with the gang joining us here. Of course, uh, the best parts of the show are the people who join us in '66 all the time, including number 24. If you were lucky enough to just be watching that as long as li- as well as listening to it, you saw his face all over there. Also saw his bare torso. Mm. Who comes to work and takes their shirt off? I'll tell you who. Ike Taylor. That's who. Born in Gretna. Ike Taylor. So you got to dance off beat. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and again, I encourage you, Nate Demand, you go back and listen to two episodes ago. I fell sick. Ike and Maurice jumped in and filled in more than capably. They mm. uh, they stole the show. I fear. Does that, that count as one of your 500? <laughs> no yeah. question. Maybe that we got should two. take that one out and celebrate on Thursday. I suggested, in <laughs> fact, to, uh, I suggested to Bartlett that maybe I could call in for a while and uh, and very soon after realized yeah. that that was That's not, not going to be possible. <laughs> <laughs> hearing hearing uh, at the other end of the phone line a pot-bellied Jew uh, vomiting one of those people because I'm, I'm happy to own up when I when I'm sick and it doesn't happen very, but I'll cry afterwards cry. like the tears come out as well yeah there are tears yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not emotional it's not emotional I, crying it's just like there are tears the worst too. part of it isn't you know you think that the worst part of it would be let's really dig in on okay, the, yeah. a celebratory show here <laughs> uh, number 500 let's dig in I feel like it's uh it the part where you're revisiting your meals of the last 24 to 36 hours is gross, and it puts you off of those foods for a little bit of time. We're like, oh, yeah, that taste. That's gross. <laughs> but the worst part is, in fact, once there's nothing left. Oh, yeah. And and you're making those Air. those uh, crazy yeah. sounds into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to generate That's when something. you cry. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing worse, you know? There really isn't. You're right. All right. Uh, <laughs> now let's say hello to uh, our returning champion, Muzzle Tub on your Dolphins, beating the Steelers a couple of weeks ago. That's all right. Disgusting and predictable, too. As Made we you talk. sick. Here he is, everybody. Handsome Hank. I hear the intro going to be like that. I want to still love Shadow Ball. Yours is great. <laughs> He's Come on. Handsome He's Handsome You don't even live over there no more. <laughs> It is it is pretty good, handsome. Hello, handsome. How are Hi, you? I'm good, thank you, Dave. I bet you're great, Jay Ajay. We're gonna see a little Jay Ajay in a little bit here coming up. We have a dear Ike installment yeah. with the uh, breakout that. star of the last uh, of the fortnight here. We also are gonna dig in on best and worst losses of the week and uh, a whole bunch. Oh, we I also we I want to talk about. Um, 
something that uh, with, so, I mean with these quarterback situations that are going on, a couple of wonky ones, including Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll talk about that. Yes, Emma VP. So, Shaq, before we move on, we actually reached out to a few of our favorite guests on the show, so they have a few messages for you. Ooh, holy hell. Nice. Awesome. Terrence Newman with the Minnesota Vikings. Dave, I heard uh, you on your 500th episode. Uh, appreciate you letting me be on it, man, and congratulations. Damn it, Shaq. AJ Hawk here. That's tight. Haven't been on the show in a while, but I wanted to say congrats on 500 episodes. That's awesome, man. That's I know you've been doing it for a long time. I'm sure your mom is very proud. <laughs> Sitting on the banks of the Ohio River, probably drinking in Iron City. <laughs> Cheers into your first 499 episodes. So congrats. I can't wait to get back on there soon. That's yeah, we fair. asked a bunch of guys, but those two are the only ones who got back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fitting. Fair enough. Um, a hawk of doing stuff uh, cool. now down in Atlanta. Yeah. T. New doing stuff. We appreciate uh, those guys. Yeah, well, I want to get – those are the two. Emma VP. That's who we've talked about. We got to get them on, on our uh, – our uh, digital wall of fame here, Hawks jersey. Well, he's, uh, his number's there. already uh, retired. We've got to get T. New. And I'm thinking also we have to give some real consideration to Calais Campbell. I mean, he took mm-hmm. football baby to uh, to the Dolphin Stadium a couple yep. of weeks ago, and uh, and he's always been a good pal Sweet. to us too. That's, uh, he could be a Hall of Famer as well. Speaking of football baby, his tour across – it's not just football America. It's the football planet here. He yeah, made his way over to Twickenham. 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 There he is. Look at that. That's awesome. And uh, Charlie, a special shout out to Charlie Barker, a.k.a. at UK Clark Griswold. Not once, but twice now. He and his kids um, uh, uh, carried uh, Football Baby along with him. He made it out to Seattle. He was a mile high Uh, on Monday night. How many miles he got? I mean, he's got his passport. His passport is tatted. More than you, I guess. Uh, No question. Much as you travel around. Look, here's his passport, and, uh, yeah, it's gotten stamped. In fact, I've I've lifted the – Wow. I've made it, so let's not just make it uh, the – Wow. He has, like, 15 stamps. He's now, you know, transcended just America. And right. take, you know, if you're visiting the Great Wall, take him out there. Right. Take yeah, him to Eiffel yeah. Tower. Uh, does, does, he, does he have his own plane? <laughs> Soon. No, yeah. Soon? Yeah, Soon. I think he's got, I think somebody's he's going to lease the uh, Trump one. Trump's yeah, uh, yeah, going to be. Trump, yeah. I'll put some respect on that. I yeah. got you. Awesome, and we appreciate everybody doing that. If you'd like to take football, baby, it's flat Stanley, but better, really, for the 21st century football fan. Take football, baby. We're trying to get him to every stadium. Go to uh, me, at Damashek on Twitter. I have pinned to the top there the PDF that you can print out. All right, so now let's jump in here and uh, talk about uh, – let's get to – so, oh, by, I want to show these off. Look at this. Ike and uh, Handsome are wearing them. If you're listening, they have sunglasses that say 500 DDFP. So on good. How did you fresh. Fresh. Nice. fresh. How did this happen, Emma VP? Fresh. We uh, spent a little time in the past few weeks. I know, but you spend more than Beautiful. time. We got T-shirts right. that yeah, say DDFP. Got a logo DFB. made. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm rocking. Awesome. It's not even a T-shirt. It's got Check full it sleeves, Dave. They got they went all out. Ike and uh, Ike Mine and Handsome, you guys. I, you guys should sign these, and we did. Get, you give me the right size? We should you, give them away. That's awesome. You got, you got next. Yeah, I wear a large, Emma. Yeah. All right. I'm not I like it. I like it kind of fit. Next mm-hmm. time. I'm right. positive. Next time, one thousand. But I'm a rock. I'm a rock. <laughs> For one thousand, you can have a, you I'm can glad. have one that fits. That's a good game. Is let's let's uh, try and uh, engage that right now. What's up? Five hundred seemed improbable, if not impossible. But How here many we years are. You've been doing this. 
Here, uh, the DFP show. I think five, four or five years. Yes, yeah, something five like years. that. That's impressive. About I think five it years. started like spring 2011. It was after our first season. Of course, we started uh, That's with impressive the great shit. Adam Rank, and Rank and I are still doing uh, Fantasy and Friends with Maurice Jones-Drew and Dylan Milner, a.k.a. Necktie, was uh, was the original producer of that all those years ago. And, uh, and here we are now with the great MVP and Bartlett and Gothard and the rest of the gang. But – Will there be a 1,000, Handsome? Yeah, definitely. You think so? You think we'll get to 1,000? I think you'll get to 1,000. You may get to 2 or 10. Really? I think so. Let's, Mike, let's, what's your guess? Let's try to get this 1,000. Let's get to 1,000. Yeah. yeah. We're going we're gonna to take it 500 shows at a time. This if time, you, though, if shame get, the uh, – it, it's got to have 2-4 two, involved or shame yeah, the devil. Yeah. If you get to 1,000, like in 1,000-year Russia, you have to buy us all segues or something. Okay. I, I, or watch. I like that. No, you get to a thousand. Segways. Segways. Let's, uh, you I get to a thousand. The pay grade got to go all the way up. Right. That's fair. That's yeah, true. We, we gotta, it it got to so go So great. So, so another five so years. So you mean we get paid for doing this? <laughs> when yeah. we get to a thousand, we get paid for doing no, it. No, really, after this after this season, mm-hmm. something got to change. We're going to talk. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk. Ike's yep. going to be my agent. Uh, I would expect a call, Kamish Goodell. Um, all right. Let's get to it now. Heads or tails? I want to – jump in on this like I say Ryan Fitzpatrick on one side of things um you know saying the, the oh, nobody believes in me the coaches don't believe in me the GM doesn't believe in me so on and so forth hey yeah uh, and, and well you know what it's not the first time I've had to deal with this either you know I've uh, other coaches and other GMs and other fan bases haven't believed in me you see a pattern developing right. here, Ryan well, is there one common thread with all of those if it was if you were like a year and a half into your career then that would be fine but he's been doing it for 10 years and no one believed in him but for a good reason Each and I time. I'll tell you what I loved and I know you because I was watching Monday Night Football with you Ike uh, when the tweet popped up from Todd Bowles and <laughs> his response to that like yeah, you can be pissed off. As like, if pissed off means no more interceptions, I'll take it. <laughs> Which I think. Is and, a I'm funny a, and I'm gonna take that all day, like Ryan. Like really, you had your career, your, your career year last year, mm-hmm. and I want to see everybody get paid. And obviously, you got paid. You got your twelve million dollars for two, but you can't say nobody give you a chance. First of all, they paid you. So after your first three picks, they still believed in you. After your first eight picks, they kept on believing in you. <laughs> we get the ten picks. We still believe in you. Now, after your 11th pick, <laughs> I got to start scratching my head because I'm wondering if I'm believing in you really going to cost me my job. Right. So, Ryan, at the same time, like, you got to come to a conclusion. You got to be honest with yourself. At, at some point in time, you got to be like, you know what? It is my fault. It is my fault. I have been putting my team in, in, in proper situations I've been the cause of some of these losses. Not all of them, but some of them. If you got five losses, you've been the cause of four. Well, I love. I also love the 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 sort of implicit sort of like. Apparently, Jets management has lost its sense of magic. Right. Like well, you, you've thrown a ton of interceptions, man. <laughs> and when you get paid like that, you, then the blame even more comes squarely on your shoulders when you're the That's guy right. when you're the quarterback. And you hold out and you do everything that happened in the off season, then you get paid. Then you've got to understand that with that comes even greater responsibility so, for, those, for the wins or the losses. So in light of that, I thought there was a, in pretty sharp relief two different stances that head coaches in the NFL take. Let's start it off here with Bruce Arians. Now, you saw the 6-6 six and six game. You know what happened. Uh, Catanzaro missed the, or hit the upright in overtime. And this was what Bruce Arians said after the game. 
Uh, the quarterback's not the reason, by the way, that we lost three games. So, um, you know, I'm staying with Case. I thought he played, you know, he had a couple tips and things like that today. Not necessarily his fault. And then Brian didn't get the uh, the audible adjustment. Is there anything you tell Chandler after how that finished? Or is it? Make it. As a professional, this in high school, baby. You get paid to make it. All right, so you hear Jeff Fisher there in yeah. advance, of course. Jeff Fisher, his QB, Case Keenum, four interceptions against uh, the less-than-mighty New York Giants defense. Case Keenum has not looked great through the season. So Jeff Fisher says – I mean, he seems like one of these guys. I mean, well, he clearly is one of these guys who basically is saying, but not, not my QB's fault, don't point a finger and all that kind of thing. Bruce Arians, who is a very nice guy and a funny guy, you know, when push comes to shove – Make the kick. You're a pro, man. You can't have these misses. Ike, which is the better method that, that you know, kind of no non – I mean, Arians, ironically, is the guy who everybody laughs and he's a makes a lot of good wisecracks, but uh, no nonsense there. Or do you like the guy who lets his guys off the hook a little bit? Oh, man. I mean, it's crazy. Coach Coach Fisher is probably your – right under Belichick, your most winningest coach, active coach. And at the same time, he's one of your most losingest coaches. <laughs> no, no, for real. Like that's that's right. that's, yeah, no, that's, right. that's 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 yeah. his record. But postseason, I haven't seen him in the postseason for a while. Um, obviously, Coach Ba, um, been an Arizona Cardinal for a short amount of time, but he's trying to turn this team around. It's two different mindsets. Um, from a from a coaching staff and from a coaching point of view. Like, first of all, Coach Fish. I, I love Coach Fish. It's just like. Your your Mike Tomlins, your Bill Belichick's, your Pete Carroll's, they embrace guys who get hurt. They don't mind it because they want to see what they got anyway. I want to see this first-year rookie. I want to see this third-year guy who's been in the weight. I'm not going to go to the media and be like, you know what, four of our starters was out. So that's one of the reasons why we lost. We've heard Jeff Fisher do that this year. We saw Rex Ryan do it last year. Well, things would be different so if case, we if we had a hundred percent good health. Is is the and as sort a, of the thing as a head coach, out. you know, going into the season, everybody on your team isn't going to be healthy for the whole season. That's just how That's football, football rock. You've been right. knowing that for the longest. So you you mentally putting that into your players' mind is not a good sign. So then on the flip side. You have, and to Case Keenum point, you threw four picks. I get it. Two of them were tips. But if I'm Case and I'm the starting quarterback and I've been a quarterback since training camp OTAs, I'm like, why in the world is we sending Tavon Austin across the middle and we got Britt and Quick guys who are 6'3", 6'4", who can go across the middle. There's a lot of traffic in there. That's like asking Tavon to go on I-10 right now during rush hour. You know, a Ferrari and a Mack truck are two different kind of bills. I'm going to go out and send my big boys in there who are able and can and will take them hits than a Tavon Austin. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, little guys hate going across the middle. Like, even A.B. sometimes, like, you know what? Don't send me across that middle. If you send me across that middle, send me across that middle shallow as you can because I'm not going to go deep into that middle. If you look at A.B. drops, it's, it's, it, it's in the middle. It's going across the middle. You got to be a, wired a little bit different to go across that middle. So if I'm case, I'm like, I would not throw the ball to Tavon, who's five and some change, 150 pounds soaking wet, and I know I got linebackers who are waiting for him. 
I hear you know what I in fact I I've said that a couple of times over the course of the season. I think what ails the Rams and they you know Case Keenum or Jared Goff they have the some nice defensive pieces obviously is they're completely uncreative in how they dispatch Tavon Austin. Right. Everybody's wringing their hands about Todd Gurley and what he isn't doing this year. But, you know, he's an X-factor, Tavon Austin is. And Kenny Britt's a capable wide receiver. But they're completely uncreative. It's it's obvious to me watching on my TV, here's here, here's who's getting the ball on this play. You can see it a mile away. Surely the, the, the defense and defensive coordinators are. Which method do you like better, though, Handsome? Well, the guy, I mean, and by the way, I'll just say one more thing. Maybe you're even going to lead to this, so I hope I don't see it. But Adam Gase essentially called out Jay Ajayi earlier this year and said, you're not even dressing for a game. Right, he called out a few and, people. He, and now Jay Ajayi is rolling, so maybe there's something, too, in pro football holding guys accountable. But you're exactly right. But I also think that, you know, we've sat here and listening to Ike and MJD and all the other football players that we've seen, you treat you treat people differently. Right. So if you're the head coach, yes, you want to have a method for this is I'm going to be a direct guy and I'm going to tell the truth. and I'm going to be transparent. But and you've talked about it before. You maybe treat someone differently to how you treat someone else. Someone maybe likes the carrot and someone else maybe likes the stick or needs the stick. And that's mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. So it, I guess it, it sort of maybe depends on which player it is that you're referring to and, and how you think that they will best respond to things. J.H.I. clearly, like you said, was sat down and then was told, like, if you want to be a part of this team even, let alone starting running back, which I think is what he thought he deserved to be, if you want to be a part of this team, you need to just do what you've been asked to do and, and, and you know, maybe it'll come to you. He, well, go he ahead. Took it, he, he took it well. Yeah. Because just from what I get from Coach um, Adam, take the pacifier out your mouth. You're not right. at Boise State. Yep. Like, and you ain't on scholarship no more. Right. So, you ever heard of a thing called competition? That's, That's what's what going to either make or break you. Oh, so, yeah, I did bring in Arian Foster to compete because, obviously, Aaron knows how to compete. Mm-hmm. So, Jay, I want you to compete. It's just like Coach Nolan on game day morning, Blitz said it best. He was like, you look at your offense and defense coordinators as big brothers. Right. You look at – the head coach as pops, yep, as dad. dad. That's your so dad. when dad talks, it's like he for real. So, yeah, you can pout, you can be mad, but I'm going to take the pacifier out your mouth, and here's why. This is a grown man sport, and jobs are on the line. This is our livelihood. Get out of the Boise State mentality and thinking you should be the man. Don't, don't nobody care about your stats and what you did at Boise State. Obviously, we like you for a reason. But we ain't putting up with this baby or this childish attitude. Get your mind right. I'm going to sit you down. And when I come back, your mind should be changed. And you can just tell from here on out, the man got it. He got the message clear 200 yards in back-to-back weeks, something unheard of. Yeah. The, the irony, though, the example you gave is that I wouldn't be that surprised if Jeff, Jeff Fisher does start um, the rookie this week or next time they play. Well, the the, the thing about like, that. Regardless of what he said there immediately after the game, I wouldn't be surprised I hear you. Goff with, starts. With in, that point, specific, with, with uh, Jared Goff specifically, Jeff Fisher, one thing I'm 100% sure of is he wants to win games. Sure. Just as much as any Rams fan wants them to win right. games. So how bad must Jared Goff have looked in practice? It's like, yep, we're sticking with Case Keenum. But they got a bye week now, and maybe right. they have time uh, to make their mind. Obviously, Jared must have looked bad for them to right. stick with Case and not even think about Jared Goff. But Uncle, I call him Uncle. I call Uncle Prime and Uncle Irv. They're like, well, you got him in the first pick. 
So, and you had OTAs. Mm-hmm. You had minicamp all during the summer, training camp, preseason. So, you mean to tell me out the duration of four and a half to six months, you couldn't get them right? You couldn't get them prepared? So, I got a guy in Dak Prescott. Who was the third guy on the depth chart? I got a guy in Carson Wentz. Who was the third guy on the depth chart? Two young rookie starters. And, by the way, Dak Prescott doesn't have the defense that or a Jared Goff would have mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a fire offensive line and a good running back, but offensive line-wise, no, Jared Goff doesn't have. As a running back, yes. Perimeter-wise, Quick has been looking good. Kenny Britt, for the most part, has been looking good. And Tavon is probably your ultimate mismatch against any defense coordinator. You mean to tell me you, as a coaching staff, couldn't get him ready a little bit? Couldn't get him ready a little bit? You ain't selling that to me. You can't tell me he wasn't ready. So if he wasn't ready, that means you wasn't ready. Right. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's go here now to – I had another point I wanted to, to throw in there. But you know what? The moment has passed. <laughs> now it's time. Let's get to it. What was I going to say? There? You, I, I wish you I should put these shades on. I've, I've found Ike, I'd be more Ike focused said, with these. Ike said four or five interesting things, and I, you know, I seize on each one. And then I <laughs> what I say, all right, let's you, what, watch the tape, and then you can go back through. I will. Yes. It's all right. Game. I, I don't need the whistle. This is my 500th <laughs> show. I won't be penalized here. Let's get to it. <laughs> thrill of victory. Agony of defeat. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's get to it. The best win in week seven. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions, who are now relevant in the playoff chase, and doubly so because they beat their presumed wild card foe in Washington head to head. You know, if Kirk Cousins steals that game, which it looked like he had done, right. then. The the skins are now five and two, and the lions are back scuffling, and right. they're never going to rise up to the level that they're in the playoff chase as it is now. Though the skins have to finish one game better because of the head to head result here, a major victory for Matt Stafford. No and, question. You know, people are are cavalier about the like. Well, he's Jay Cutler. He's Jay Cutler all over again. Is Matt Stafford, yeah. but. Yeah, I love that gunslinger. And the thing that I can't recall, re- I mean, almost legitimately, I can't recall more than maybe one or two times Jay Cutler doing this. This is something we've seen from Stafford. He, right. Whatever else ails him, he's inaccurate and everything. Else. But, I mean, he he is nails in the in the final two minutes. I love that in the QB, gunslinger. He, uh, it, he's what you want Jay Cutler to be. You know what I'm right. saying? As, as talented as Jay Cutler is, as strong of an arm as Jay Cutler is, like you see Matt – Side swipe and throw accurate balls all the time. He threw a dig ball, which means uh, a receiver goes 15 yards inside, and he was running to his left and side swiped that thing, and that thing hit right on point like a bullseye. Mm-hmm. And the receiver kept running. What you gotta like against about, his body? I mean, yeah. that's yes. a, I mean, they're not. Like, they're three or four. What people you gotta like about that. Detroit is they got a twin. They got a twin brother, and that's the San Diego Chargers. Both of them in the same situation. Detroit, uh, they don't look good too early, you know, but they, other than the Chargers, they put up points. It's just they've been finding a way to lose also, but now they're winning. So when you see a Phillip Rivers doing this thing and you look at his twin brother in a Max Stafford, like, Matt been playing some good ball. And Bucky said it, Bucky said it a long time ago, like, 
I think Calvin is kind of holding him back, you know, because Calvin has been that alpha, and he's just been Megatron for so long, and Maddie just clearly relies on him for so long. Now, like, he's the man of that team. You know, you got Starving Marvin, Starving Marvin um, coming from Cincinnati. Nobody will ever think he would be balling out and leading the league in yards and what he's doing. You got Anquan Bolton. Oh, he's not your most sexiest pick in, in, in March, but he's doing his thing now on the field. Oh, where's Waldo, which meaning Golden Tate? Where's Golden Tate? Where Have there been a sighting for Golden Tate? Now he's finally come along. Like, Matt Stafford in his offense, man, has been doing very well. Same thing. Is is Phillip Rivers like Phillip Rivers? I said earlier, does a lot with less, all the time. Because for some reason, all his key guys get hurt. Yeah, no Woodhead, no key. He always get hurt. But he's making those he other always, guys. He always, he always. Williams yeah. is suddenly like he's a big deal. You in love Hunter, 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 and all and Hunter Henry. Yep. Uh-huh. Like Crazy. he he just can tell you just fight. and then when you see him in his post game like. Like, damn, you just played a game. You still hyped up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, I you love still, that guy so you, much. You can tell, man, he just loves playing yep. football. And now you can see Matt Stafford feeling the same way. Like, you got two teams that are similar, started off rocky, been losing some close games, been finding ways to lose. Now they're finding ways and ways to win. And that's what you got to appreciate about mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, uh, l- like you say, and in fact, uh, it's a love fest for Phil Rivers here on the, on the show today, but that might be the other one. If you want to throw out best win in yeah, the that, seven, I mean, that, was, that would have been That would have been my pick. I, I yeah. just summarized exactly why. But it's when, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you think back to that week one loss to the Chiefs where they mm-hmm. streaked out in, in front and then the Chiefs came back, and I think they were really like the, the injuries that happened in that game. I think they were a bit shell-shocked when that happened so early, especially to Keenan Allen. They were like, what's happening here? And then suddenly the Chiefs went past him and won the game right at the end. And then that kind of um, infused itself into their next couple of weeks. But they're in the game every week. They score a bunch of points. Their defense isn't great. They're definitely lo- missing people on the back end. But but Phil Rivers drags them to victory. I mean, you think about, uh, you know, people, if I'm not the first to say, they could certainly be 7-0. and No you question. You go game yeah, yeah. by no game. They, yeah, yeah. they really could have won that <laughs> yeah. one. Oh, they could have won that I one. I mean, yeah. if you look, I think they probably lo- – all their losses are by a combined, like, oh, 14 points. 12, 14 at, at the time, points. it was 14 yeah. points. And they, they one thing they can do is score points. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we talked about doing – the offseason, and now he's holding out the Joey Bosa situation. Joey Bosa has been a light bulb yeah, yeah. for that defense. Yep. He, it's crazy. Yeah, he's he been makes putting that a lot back, of pressure. Back end look better now. Yeah, he's putting a lot of That's, pressure. That, you know me, like uh, the late great Jerry Orbach at the end of Dirty Dancing. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I thought that Bosa was a Matt Leinart syndrome guy who, you know, oh, I Matt, felt the same way. Matt Leinart at USC. Well, of course, way. it covers up. He gets to give the ball to Reggie Bush and throw right. it to all those guys behind a great offensive line. Leinart, you know, is, is having his flaws uh, covered up at USC that will be exposed in the pros. I thought that Bosa on that right. great defense, but no. Yeah, he is, he, looks, he looks a little bit wattish. He's wrecking guys. Yeah. Bosa is doing <laughs> – his he thing. just runs. I mean, literally, just about runs through, through offensive right. linemen. He doesn't deviate. He doesn't they're take just, a roundabout a, path. Hey, he's a big baby. He goes. Yeah. A, he takes a straight line at the right. QB. It's yeah. amazing stuff. Now, you could say Chargers for best win. You could also say Falcons for worst loss because, uh oh, if you're Dan Quinn, that was a crazy decision. I don't care. Well, I had a gut feeling. Well. Mike Smith had that same gut feeling in overtime a few years right. ago, and uh, now <laughs> he and his Tevas are uh, yeah. out uh, walking around. You, uh, so you run the same play the series before mm-hmm. with Devontae Freeman, and the same thing happened. Like, he gets stopped for a loss. 
I'm looking at fourth and one, and you got this avatar, Julio Jones, 101. 101. You have an avatar, and the corner is playing off. I'm hiking the ball right now and throwing it to Julio right now. That's like that's that's what I thought he was gonna do. Cause if you saw Julio, Julio took a step, bam, and looked back like the ball coming. And I'm thinking that, like sitting on the couch, I'm like, oh yeah, he about to get a ball to Julio one on one at the top. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them chances. I all say day. it all the time, Mike. You know, I said this. I, I should be an offensive coordinator, and the reason <laughs> is, is because a lot of play action. This is 500. This is 500. So, well, let's not interrupt yeah. it this time. Uh, you go. Here's what you, you do. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But anyway, <laughs> I play action into the line in in those situations always works. Play action, then roll the QB out. He can either run for it or pitch it to a guy if it's one on one with Julio Jones. You know that either one of those will always work. Why offensive coordinator? around the league choose not to listen to me. I don't know. The Falcons, they also missed Tevin Coleman. When he left the game with, with a hamstring injury, They, I think they lost. A, he. It seems like some games he comes in and he's a world beater well, and, and they find ways to make, make mismatches against the defense. And then some games he just doesn't really show up. And then he was great in the first half, got injured, and I think they missed that element. Of the I game. hear you. And Matt Ryan is definitely a guy who needs a running right. game to support him. No That's question. that we've learned over the last few years. But again, another uh, a little uh, positive, a little thumbs up for Matt Stafford. They they didn't have their running right. They had zero running game, and they uh, pulled that one out anyway. The other worst loss that I'll throw out here is because I just think it's it has to it has to impact you no matter what you say. The Minnesota Vikings. Um, going into Philly, Sam Bradford in a big spot. We said in advance of the Brock going back to Denver and Sam Bradford going back to Philly, these are tough spots to drop your QBs into. Brock Osweiler, fine. You know, he was against that great defense. But the Philly defense is very good. But I know in Zimmer, Ike, you know, lets uh, Bradford off the hook by saying our offensive line was dreadful. But doesn't this now make you – Nervous for January. I mean, they they're gonna no, get that's, to the that's, postseason. That's 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 Sam. That's that's what he do. Like we, we need to give Coach Jim Schwartz some credit on that defense for Philly because them boys been balling. Mm-hmm. They've been causing havoc. Minnesota Vikings, man, one of the best defenses so far in the NFL so far for the 2016 season. But man, the Eagles haven't been playing bad on on defense either. Let's talk about the Eagles I agree. defense. But at the same time. They understood like we're gonna we going down the pipeline. Pipeline I mean man, we're gonna blitz mad at I me, mean, not mad ass. We're gonna blitz Sam Bradford up the middle. He's not your most athletic quarterback at all. He likes to stay around in that pocket. Anything outside that pocket, man, he liked to he liked to release the ball well. You know what? I'ma send blitzers right up the pipeline so he can't see what's going on. And he don't like getting hit. Not too many quarterbacks like taking them hits. And I think that's going to be the recipe from here on out. Like, everybody just been sitting back on Sam Bradford and the Vikings because they know how good the defense is. Don't nobody want to make too many mistakes. Coach was like, hold up. I'm going to put some pressure on this man because I know him. I've seen him before. I'm going to put a lot of pressure on him. And that's been the Sam Bradford that we know. Now, the Sam Bradford who has been playing the past two weeks, don't nobody know him. But now that's the Sam Bradford we know, and I think people are going to start taking chances and blitzing him right down the middle until he can prove. 
consistently that he can take I, it. I, I just feel like it puts a ceiling on if you're a Vikings guy, and I, you know, I know Vikings fans are feeling it. Believe me, on social media, if I pick against the Vikings in any mm-hmm. given week, oh how I hear it from uh, Skull Country. But I, I, you know, I'm rooting for him to get over the hump. You know, one of those fra- fan bases I'd like to see finally get over the mountaintop there. But with Sam Bradford, it just feels to me like in eh, January the Seahawks are going to try to heat him up. Is he going right. to respond? I Without that winning game, you feeling like Maddie Ice again? Yeah, Sam yeah. that's right. That's a yeah. good way to put it. Handsome. I I agree. Well, I mean, with the Vikings or yeah. not? Yes, I I totally agree. Any other I mean, terrible losses? No, I think the Falcons were there. I think um, I the think Bills. I think the Bills. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I no, your team's playing well. They're playing yeah, well, they play and I think well. I think that the Bills. I think I. I mean, I'm not Rex's biggest fan. I liked watching Rex losing that game because you could see him. He begin. He began to get a little flustered towards the end of that thing. <laughs> and way down um, at the end, because he could see it coming. Yeah, uh, even when they were up by seven, ten points, I think he could, he could see it coming. It's also interesting. Right around this time of the year, there are teams that have kind of good records and kind of bad records, and we've made our determinations. And then you say, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Oh right, right, right. The Ravens aren't a really right. good team. You know, no. there's a reckoning at about week five, and people think that they know who people oh, are. And the then Bill- oh, yeah, the Bills. Oh yeah, the reckoning. Oh yeah, the Bills 10. aren't really. I mean, come yeah. on, the Bills aren't really that yeah. good. And then, and then there you have the uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Chip Kelly. Yeah, that's. I mean, whoever he- predicted Chip Kelly was going to be a big uh, NFL hit. He needs to, while, while he still has some stock left, he needs <laughs> yeah, to get back to college much, football. Put, I don't know much put more. Your, yeah, right. Put, put you back in college. Nick Nick understood. Nick was That's like, right. you know what? Yeah. I'm going to try, try this NFL. Uh, NFL yeah, for me. This is tough. Let, let me go to college. Go rule and, the Pac-12 right. again, Chip. And Nick has been doing his thing in Alabama, and I think Coach Chip Kelly would do the same thing. Like, he, he tried it. Like the getting paid a boatload of money, like he's still getting paid, <laughs> and he like, will do back. One of these, high, yeah, I mean, he, and he go, you know what? That guy has been making a lot right. of money for the past four years. To come to think about it, <laughs> he's been making a lot of money, and when he goes back to college, he will continue He'll get it again to make a lot of money. I'll tell you one more, and then we'll uh, get to uh, to a special edition of Dear Ike here. Delay a game. I just want to say oh, one wow. thing. The Tennessee Titans let one go there. If they they would have, because they could have seized control of that bum AFC South. They had, I mean, they could have really all of a sudden going into Thursday night football, hosting the Jags. That would have been a feel good story on Thursday night football. Yep. The Jags are, are are a bad team. They knock them down. All of a right. sudden, it's like, whoa, the Titans. They're going yep. to the playoffs, and instead, they lose it to the Colts, and probably will be the Colts. Well, I think the Texans will end up winning that division. All right, let's get to it, dear Ike. All right, here we go with, uh, you know, Ike Taylor understands the game of football. Yes. That, that's obvious, that's right, obvious. handsome? Everyone knows that. But you know what he's even better at? The yes. game of life. Yeah, and and when J.J. came and visited us in the summer, he had some issues that he, he needed issues? to sort out. Yeah, well, let's find out. He has a question for uh, Dear Ike. Go ahead, J.J. Dear Ike, what's the best technique to dive into the DMs? Let me know, man. I need some help. Best technique to dive into the DMs. I hear people talk about this. I'm not even sure what that is. I mean, I know it's the direct messaging on Twitter, but what does that mean? Like, well, let's get Ike to explain. Do you know what this is? That. Do you know what that's so about, Ike? A DM is the direct, direct message, message, right? So you get a a direct message. So he asking me for the technique. 
hmm. to dive into a female's direct message. Oh, you? Oh, because yeah. they would follow you on Twitter, so then yeah. you have the opportunity to hit. I got you. And then what might them, you say? What might you say? Them, you, hmm. you hit them with the good morning, have a good day. That's simple as that. It's so simple. Good morning, have a good day. Or you might scroll on one of their pictures and be like, that picture on, and you give the date on such and such date. You look, you look natural. I like the natural look. Or I was interested to see mm. what adjective you might yeah. go there. So yeah. it's not hot. You don't yeah. say you look no, hot. You, no, no, you don't do the or or the sweats and the wife beater looks perfect, and you hit them with the the three fingers as the oh, emoji. Okay. Like, so when they're dressed down, no. like you yeah. don't want them like all. Because that what you're saying is that that's you. You're already beautiful. And that's now you. you. Yeah. If you elevated your game, imagine. I, I can only imagine right. how you look if you dressed up. If you're looking that good, dressing down like right. that was mm. like, oh my god. All right, handsome. Real <laughs> quick, you have to help out here then right. because Maurice isn't here. He's usually he provides the more devilish uh, point of view. Right. To, uh, handsome's uh, I mean to uh, Ike's more saintly advice you, uh, <laughs> see if you can see if you can summon so, some can I take darkness it? what do you uh, what, see, what's your uh, I'll summon my inner Maurice yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see well Dave what you would do is hey now you, hey, no. hey now you tell them <laughs> you, 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 you send them your number yeah. just send them your number and say you need to use this Oh yeah, and then you, then you follow up like maybe give it fifteen twenty minutes. And you say why you why you didn't call me. <laughs> that, that's you what you would do. That's how handsome plays ball. Get ready. Hey now, I hear you, Ryan. Hey now, that's that's what I do. Hey, this isn't high school. This is getting paid now. Yep. <laughs> All right, good stuff on Dear oh. Ike, and uh, that's a wrap on the show. Emma VP, what do we do? A surprise guest. What? We have a surprise guest. You are All kidding. Right. They got a lot going on. Today. Here's our surprise guest. Wow. Be funny if I didn't recognize it. It's Russell Wilson. I know who that is by the helmet. Oh, look at that. It's Black Tie. Black Tie. Producer. What's up, Black Tie? By far and away has produced the most shows here at, uh, at DDFP. What's the poop, Black Tie? How are you, man? 500th episode, and that's big shout out to you guys. You know me, I love the shout outs, but uh, number 500 is big time, so I figured I'll try to sneak in the club and get into the show today. Very nice. Maybe you should do a shout out. I think it would be fitting for you to do a shout out to yourself because that's what you like to do. Is <laughs> you call out the underappreciated, yeah, the underappreciated, in the, world. the underdogs. Yeah, like a shout uh, out to uh, me for doing for putting up with Sheck for more than anybody else. <laughs> No, uh, no, I already I did my last shout out on my last show, uh, and I retired the shout outs after that. I okay. see. Sorry. So I see. <laughs> hey. how's, it, how's it going up in the bay there, uh, Black Tie? Bay is pretty cool. I'm, you know, I'm more a little bit north of the city, out in North Bay, but I'm uh, having a good time here with the good folks at uh, 2K Games. Uh, NBA season gets started today, so that's going to be fun. Um, so you know, just before this, I you know went out there and put in a little bit of work for my, by myself. You know, getting ready for that Ike rematch. Yeah, I was going to say, have you found anyone to actually play basketball against yet? <laughs> Because I know you like to play basketball, but normally, like every time I've seen it, you, you're playing just by yourself. Yeah, that was the same case today. Uh, I was going to be on my Instagram a little bit. But, uh, you know, one of these days, one of these days, we get some games in. But uh, it's just fun uh, being out there. That's a good – you know what, actually, Ike, let's start with you here. Black, uh, Black Tie points out the NBA season gets underway. Last year – did I call the NBA final or no? I can't Probably remember. You did. Probably I, you did. I said the Cavs would win the title. 
I said the Cavs. Oh no, I said the Cavs would beat OKC because I thought OKC would get over in the title, which in the uh, uh, conference. Ike, who's going to the uh, to the finals this year, and who's going to win it? The Cavs right back at it. Really, Cavs going to yeah. win again. The Cavs going to hit it back to back, man. It's 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 it's, Le- it's LeBron. LeBron like LeBron is really doing more for that city than what we what we see. Not only what he's doing on the court, but he has like a few shows on TV that he's doing. He's trying to really build up Cleveland. Like he really look at Cleveland as his home. And when you got a guy who's just putting, you know, his city, he's putting that city on his back, man. This is bigger than basketball. So now you got a guy who pretty could be the Batman, but he's taking the Robin Road, Kyrie Irving. Like Kyrie Irving hit a lot of clutch shots. You in that you in hit that it, game. Ike. Yeah. That's exactly right. Like, Kyrie has Kyrie, not reached the ceiling yet. Yeah, That's Kyrie right. Irving, but Kyrie kind of learned from LeBron. Like, and it's hard for two Batmans to be on one team, and he's a younger version. I'm talking like in his prime, who can be the guy, and Black Tie will, will probably agree. Kyrie Irving is the man, but LeBron is the king. And Kyrie Irving, Kyrie, it, it can be the same scenario. I put it to you like this. It can be the OKC scenario between Westbrook and uh, Durant. It can be the same scenario, but it's not. Like, them boys getting along. Kyrie understand what it is to be a professional. He sees what LeBron is doing, and he's taking the back seat so far. Now it's going to come a time where he can be like, hey, bro, you got to pass that torch like I've been chilling. But as long as he can just chill and wait till that torch or that or that fire just kind of dims out with LeBron, I see them boys winning again because they got I, – I think they got the best backcourt. I think they got, got the best backcourt. If you just look at in the fourth quarter, and we talk about LeBron, what he doing the first three quarters, but that fourth quarter, LeBron throwing that ball to Kyrie. Because he's like, you know what, Kyrie, I'm going to keep us in the game. I'm going to keep it close. And Kyrie, like, I like the game plan. But the fourth quarter, give me the ball. Well, and it lets LeBron, when you let Kyrie star as your score, it allows him to be more the uh, Swiss Army knife Correct. LeBron, which he's the ultimate version of being. I'll go with Golden State over uh, over the Cavs this <laughs> no. year. I think they get over it. But, uh, Handsome, you have a yeah. pick you want to throw out? Yeah, I think the Raptors have got it wrapped up. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. Black tie, how say you? Give us uh, your professional opinion. Well, yeah, you can check it out on Make It Take It a Podcast, which uh recording a new episode tonight. Don't episode. mean to oh, toot my own horn. How many horn. plugs have you done but so two, far, two. Black Tie? I think He's we're, supposed I think to. we're on three. You know, Black Tie no, feel no, like he's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> he's done 31, to be exact. But uh, season's back, so we're about to pick it up um, starting tonight. So check it out. Subscribe. Either way, um, I think what the Cavs did yes, last season was an anomaly. I'm, I still can't believe it. Uh, coming down from 3-1. That's very likely not going to happen again. However, though, Golden State are kind of weak in the middle. Um, a little bit worried about that, but I do expect Durant to have the best season he's ever had. And look out for Steph Curry, man. I'm always interested in mindsets of athletes going into the X amount, X year in the league. What's his mindset going to be? He's now taking a ridicule, you know, losing 3-1, being injured or whatever. I'm looking out for what type of mindset he's going to have coming into the season. And then LeBron... I, He's LeBron, and what he did, again, unbelievable. But I think Golden State, if they can fix their middle and, and you know, fix a big man situation, they'll be fine. But look out for the Clippers, though. The Clippers, hey. I expect them to be big. I expect Blake to have an MVP title. I hey. agree with that. I think Blake's your MVP hey, Black, this year. I think Black Ty, I got a question, Black Ty. And I'm, I'm a locker room guy. So this is what people don't want to take into consideration. Draymond Green has been a problem for a while in that locker room and for the coaching right. staff. 
So and off, trust me, and off the court. That's as well. that's Snap what I'm saying. Tight. So does a little bit, does a little bit of that leak onto the court. Um, is is Steve Kerr gonna get fed up with Draymond and be like, hey man, you're detrimental to our team? I feel like LeBron got he. Everybody understand LeBron and they and they're cool with the locker room. Like LeBron he's is the, the only, man. He's the only one still banging around in the middle though. For LeBron, Golden State. they Le, can't get rid of him. LeBron is the man. This this what I like about LeBron. In the preseason, he didn't like the way they left the locker room. Guess what he did? He went and picked up everybody's stuff in the locker room. Like, all they mess. Like, you know what? Yeah, we got workers who, who come pick this up, but this is a little bit too much. Let me help and clean this locker room. Then then had the meeting the next day like, hey, fellas, when we go on these road games, we cannot leave these locker rooms like this anymore. That's more than being a leadership. That's not talking. That's doing. So when I look at the locker room, I'm looking at like Draymond like, okay, how is this really going to affect this chemistry in this team? Because they got three alphas, four alphas over there. All right, Black Tie. Emma VP is saying in my ear, it's time to wrap up the my show. You have some- no, 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 no. Type we're 45. NBA. That's what we're doing. Tell us, uh, so you have uh, some remembrances you wanted to share? Oh, no, for sure. I have some really great memories about the show. Um, some of the audio, a lot of it audio. Actually, I'll go over that first. There was that one random episode. For some reason, we're talking about magical names. And Hank brought up his his nephew, Merlin. And for some reason, that line just stuck out to me. I said, I have a cousin named Merlin, uh, but he's not magical at all. And I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, really good episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, all the other really pretty good bits. I mean, those, I mean, this show gave me the opportunity to, to do shout outs in the first place, like we alluded to already. That was always fun. Uh, the, the movie event, which we did, that was great. And then speaking of movies, a lot of times I was a producer of the show. There were, there were a handful of times where I was just a fan of the show. And one of them definitely is when we had Aaron Paul Super Bowl a couple of years mm. ago, DDP cool. Super Bowl. We had Hugh Jackman, Aaron Paul. We had the cast of Draft Day. Uh, and you and Shaq and Aaron Paul just doing the Titanic scene was fantastic. Uh, those guys. I was really funny that day. You were good. You were good. I was really good being a fan in a moment right there, just, you know, just watching it. So that was pretty good. Um, and then speaking of, I mean, we just talked about the Warriors like three years ago, actually. Um, funny enough, this show's had some of the biggest names. We have Russell Wilson on. We've had J.J. Watt with Adam Rank uh, doing a Adam Rank Gridiron podcast for kids. And then we also had Steph Curry before he blew up. On DDFP as well, Lake Tahoe. Again, it's one of the moments I was able to just be a fan. And Shaq held up a cup for him, as you can see. But Steph showed off his range with a golf ball. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, that was kind of like the first peak of what Steph was about to become. So shout out to Shaq on that one. And Shaq also made the shot, although I think Steph helped him out here. I was sweaty, you too. You were sweaty. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. But I was really also hot. very funny that day, too. Mm. It was really hot out there. And then, as, as again, we mentioned, I was not able to take down Ike um, in, in hoops. But Shaq, you were. Uh, right. Off-season trainer, and one of the fun videos we did during the, during the off-season. Like a Ike was still in the league. Ike was still in shape, and uh, he still is in shape. Ike's more worried about how he looks with his shirt off, and in the meantime, <laughs> the potbelly Jew came in and took his dignity. And uh, that's, that's right. Shaq, Shaq you were probably seventy pounds lighter than Dave. Yeah, yeah, was, you was. It was a better. Oh. Bro, you you look this slim and good right there. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, anyway, you love yourself. <laughs> hey, Black Tie, I got a question, bro. What's the biggest up, change man? from uh, DDFP to what you're doing right now? What you see? What you? What's biggest the biggest change? 
Ooh, man, it's uh, man. I, I don't even know what the biggest change is. Um, it's I mean, it's a different work environment for sure. Um, I don't get to work in the show like you know on a daily basis like we did. And at the end of the day, we we came to work and we worked on shows and we put shows out on a daily basis. So that was something to that you know just being able to produce and seeing your product out there. Gotcha. Right now, what I'm doing more wow. so is more full on marketing campaigns. Black and, tie you know, it takes three months or so. Black gotcha. guy deserves a big shout out. Yeah, he's for one. He's a big part of that 500 at NFL. Uh, uh, media shout now. out to black tie We're now on nfl network on saturday by the way behind yes. the glass all the pod guys you know some... what oh Holy hell a cake a cake why, why did give you the Dave's smudge face, face. What, what with the uh, the what, smudge face what do you mean the smudge face don't tilt it over don't make sure it don't go oh, over yeah. the thing. hey mark brady but yes a big shout out to black tie but even more so to the guy who just delivered the yes, cake sir, into mark here brady. mark brady mark brady in the Weird house now. yep I am pleased to say and proud to say <laughs> that we are now. Um, whoa, everybody's got their name on the back Wait, of the what? t-shirts too. Unbelievable. Oh, I want a shirt, guys. Um, so you know. But I will say this. Mark Brady has been the Brian greatest. Bartlett, MVP. Yes. Mark Brady. All the, all the tie rack, everybody who's worked on the show everybody. over the years. MVP has has truly been an, uh, uh, an MVP for us. Gothard, who's departing. Sully and McGee. Maurice. And uh, Maurice, of Lucky course. Lucky he's not here because otherwise. Too. Matt Money Smith. I believe everybody who does the show, but everybody behind the glass who puts into it. Oh, shit, I got one more thing. Yes. I got one more thing. I know I called Dak Prescott, but I also called Dak Prescott. And you know you know the other NFL media star? What's up? I called out Matt Harmon. Doing big things. Yeah, that's doing right. Doing big things. Yeah, he he's doing great, too. Yeah, he is. But uh, I will say that uh, Mark Brady has been our greatest champion since we started doing this thing that's from true. day one. And I'm proud to say that now this podcast plus around the NFL and uh, Move the Sticks are now all combining to do a pick show on Saturday. So if you like to know who's going to win the games on Sunday, make sure you tune into that Bartlett and uh, MVP doing uh, a great job there. Shout out to everybody oh, yeah. behind the crew, man. Yeah, by the way, yeah, you can stream this show live at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com every Tuesday and okay. Wednesday. And NFL Podcast Pick'em. Set the DVR now. It airs on Saturdays thrice day, uh, times. Is that right? Thrice times? Thrice yeah, thrice times. times. 8.30 a.m. Eastern, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 a.m. Eastern, which is technically Sunday. But, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Black Tie. Obviously, you're a big part Straight again. That's the 500. I know 500 <laughs> is meaningless to uh, to the world at large. But no, that's the, a lot, the, bro. The state of the Czech Republic is strong because of its uh, citizens. We appreciate the support. Shout out to everybody who, who chip in. Shout out to all the followers. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to all the producers and the engineers behind the staff. Chris. Shout out to Dave Demashek. Shout out to... Black tie. Shout out to Handsome Hank. Shout out to my dog MJD. Man, five hundred is a big accomplishment. It's teamwork. That's what we do around here at NFL Network. Tune in, stay tuned forever. Like not just today or tomorrow. Stay tuned forever to the DVF. People man. say all the time, "Man, what a lucky job you have. You get to talk about football." No, I'm lucky. I get to do it with my pals. So thanks hey to guys. you guys. Thanks, Black Thanks, Tie. Black tie. Thanks, everybody behind the glass. And uh, ooh, we're going to eat some cake now. Let's eat cake. But you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm happy to eat cake. I'm more excited next month for Pie Off 5. Ooh. We'll talk with you later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, especially everybody who did the extra work 
AJ Hawk, Terrence Newman, and everybody yes. else. Let's uh, see Can that video afford- one more time, and we'll talk to you Thank later you. in the week. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Give me a thick slice of that cake. I no got question. one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.